was Booty and the Hoefish? There were some birds. Ugh. I guess no choice but to do it. <clears throat> well, technically, we always have a choice, Sean. Wait. I have a choice, and I'm Sean? But who are you? I have no choice, and I'm Tyler. Ah, I'm Sean with a choice, and you're Tyler the Choiceless. I am Tyler SOL. <laughs> well, <clears throat> if you didn't have a choice... What were you forced into drinking today? Well, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm going to, I haven't grabbed a drink yet. Uh, um, I've been up for a little while. I've already had a coffee. Mm-hmm. I've already had a glass of water. Mm-hmm. So I am having a drink, but I cannot express to you how much I do not want something room temperature. Um, as much as I love, I, I love whiskey. I love room temperature whiskey the most. I cannot drink anything room temperature today. So I'm going to open up the thing where I keep my drinks cold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close. I have not looked. I, I have my eyes closed right now, actually. I'm just going to reach my hand in and grab something. Uh-huh. And I'm going to see what happens. <clears throat> Do you like room... Would you like a room temperature drink if your room was 37 degrees? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. So I have something. I've grabbed a Dragon's Milk White, which is the bourbon barrel-aged white stout. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to think about that. I've always hated bourbon barrel-aged not bourbons. I do too, but mm-hmm. this one's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And I love milk stouts. <laughs> and so the dragon's milk should be like my favorite thing ever, but the bourbon barrel aged is just not a fan. I hate that sourness. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan either. I, yeah. I I normally don't like any of them, um, but this one's actually it's 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 the best version of that thing. So it's still not like a great drink, but like they were, you could get just two of them. So I was like, ah, I'll get two of them. Hmm. I wouldn't get twelve, but I'd get two. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and now uh, I have one. So, um, that was very interesting, but is there any particular reason why the two of us are rambling on and on about, uh, drinks? Why? Because we have Asperger's. Ah, yes. <clears throat> oh, you mean like right now? Yes. Why? That's because we're the Soupy Whisker Brothers Passover. Ah, uh, yes. The Soupy Whisker Brothers Passover. The Passover. Well, it's... I almost said it's nearing Passover time, but it is not. Mm. Uh, the, it's it's already passed us over. <laughs> it, it, it has, and soon we'll do it again. It <laughs> and happens I, every year. And I didn't even eat a pancake. I'm pretty sure I did, but not because it was the Passover. Mm-hmm. Just because pancakes are pretty darn good. That's true. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> if we are the brothers... Of the Whoopiskisker. Um. The Whoopiskisker. The Whoopiskisker. 
if we are, I said I was going to stop being tired, but it didn't work. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, you know, people say that mind over matter is good. However, when you put all of your matter over a mine, you may blow up. <clears throat> I think it depends on the type of mine. Yes. Um, uh, some some mines don't start to blow up until you have moved your matter off of the mine. Mm-hmm. And some mines don't blow up; rather, you fall down into them. Yes, that would be. Well, you could. You might have to walk into some of them. Mm-hmm. That's true. But um. Uh, anyways, I am drinking. Um. Monkey shoulder. Ooh ooh ooh. Oh, are you also drinking monkey shoulder? It sounds like you are. Ha ha, I made the noises. The second half of book three uh, starts with a chapter titled Sexual Morality. And, um, it does. Uh, yeah. Chapter five is where we're going. <clears throat> yes. And that is, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, that 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 could be you know it it definitely takes some of the edge off of this chapter to poop while talking about it. I don't know. I, this is before we start this. I, I guess this is where I was joking about us having Aspergers earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is that why we're so okay with doing what I'm doing right now? <laughs> talking while pooping or talking about sex while pooping? I mean, all the above, specifically mm-hmm. the first. I don't think it matters what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I mean, talking is talking. Uh, I'm not observing you, so why does it matter? You make a good point. Mm-hmm. Although that said, that, that that said though, I have um uh, been sitting down pooping across the bathroom from a multi-person bathroom across the bathroom from another man who was sitting down pooping uh we were directly across from each other and our bathroom had no stall doors and uh there was nothing to do but talk to each other while it was going on really yeah see i've always part of me has always thought like what that might be an experience Mm -hmm. you know yeah and then like there was special toilet paper that we weren't allowed to use, and I had some that we were allowed to use, and so we would, like, while talking, we'd, like, toss it back and forth as we needed it. And <laughs> I've, I've got to ask. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, a stri- what a strange person. That was, um, uh, uh, that was at basic training. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, never mind. I completely believe the story now. So I was like, "Where is the joke?" No, I get it. <laughs> All right, sexual morality is the sex instinct or Christianity? That's wrong. It's the underlying question here. Mm-hmm. He addresses a lot of stuff here that I find. Um, it's all very interesting. So I don't want to say it's very interesting. It's C.S. Lewis, of course, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been bored by C.S. Lewis. No, never once. Um, I, I think that's like a good tagline for it that I was reading when I, I when I read um, this stuff. I like to go and find companions to kind of go along with it because I do like hearing other people's ideas about it too. Um, I, I mean, I do my own analysis, I do my own thinking, and then I see what other people think about it. And one of the questions that was raised by another person doing kind of what we're doing 
is that line that I just had there that I didn't come up with that is the is it the sex instinct or Christianity that's wrong and so CS kind of asks of or not asks um, he kind of says a few things in here addressing that it's basically people talking about how times have changed and why hasn't the church and this has changed and why hasn't the church in regards to sexual morality he goes over that a lot it's very interesting yeah i do like that very much that he hits on the um uh uh like the 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 difference between propriety and chastity because that's a big thing that's always been really a big thing with the church Mm-hmm. And, and I, I like that he does do that because, of course, you know, like he says, a person is being unchaste if they are intentionally for the desire, like for a, a sexual reason, um, uh, making themselves improper in that way, carrying or dressing improperly in that carrying themselves or dressing themselves improperly in that way. But... Just because, you know, like, but when you're in a society where what, where those actions are not improper, I mean, well, not that, you know, um, to an extent, I mean, there are some actions that are always going to be, but I mean, as far as your, I can change it to appearance, like where, how I look is not improper. Um, uh, like if I'm walking around without any clothes on in a place where no one is wearing clothes and nobody cares, I'm not being unchaste. Whereas mm-hmm. if I... Um, uh, like where I'm sitting there and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I am, uh, well, and, and then, and then again, I, in some places I could be unchaste by showing off my ankles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a, a very, I didn't think we were going to stop and talk about this the way that I'm about to, because I don't <laughs> think it was something that I was like, I love this and that we're going to want to dwell on. Mm-hmm. But now that you said that it brings up a really <clears throat> interesting question that I've kind of always had. This is this is where that the whole sort of working out your own salvation with fear and trembling thing really, um, for me, like I think about that a lot when I think about this stuff. There are different parts of the world, obviously, mm-hmm. um, especially in more um, in more underdeveloped areas of the world, mm-hmm. where uh, you've seen a National Geographic where mm-hmm. you, women walk around with their boobs out all the time, and guys might not be wearing any pants, and like, wow, if we did that. Anywhere in the United States, I mean, at least everyone mm-hmm. would be raising an eyebrow, bare yeah. minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the most crazy, weird places you could go, people are going to be like, hmm, that person is naked. That is strange. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's normal in all these places, and clearly it's not causing any kind of strange issue in any of these places because it's the norm. So mm-hmm. we always see people, you know, whether you see pictures on the internet of people who are somewhere dressed some ridiculous way or mm-hmm. um or this sort of thing or we start to, like clothing has become over time um i mean it's not hard to see that over time you can see clothing get more and more revealing or get more and more this or get more and more that mm-hmm. uh, as a guy it's not really something that you ever really think about for your clothing because it's, it's not it's very rarely a thing that makes any difference but in churches where we were growing up obviously it was a big deal for all the women in the church yeah. At what point is it completely acceptable because it is the way that the normal thing is going? I don't even know if we want to talk about that, but it's just a question that's kind of hit my head. Because it's like, well, that's the whole thing. 
that he's completely right there if it's the normal thing if it's the thing that everyone's expecting if it's what we know is going to be happening well then it's not any different than say the way that we've all changed the style of clothes that we've worn since we stopped wearing the clothes mm-hmm. the pilgrims were wearing when we came over from the Mayflower. Yeah. So here, here's here's the the as far as for for society goes, you know there there comes a point where like I think like society isn't or cannot change. Certain societies cannot change to a certain point. I guess so like. Um, uh, in today's world, we have this, um, uh, uh, we have this free the nipple movement, uh, that I don't think will ever actually gain real traction, <laughs> but as far as, you know, being now it's the normal thing that girls can have their boobs out in Western civilization, but the entire reason for it is it's done for the in- like the the entire thing is they want to make it they want to do it just either specifically for um uh, uh for the the shock value of doing it um uh, which isn't right or they want to do it because in western culture and the the reason why girls have traditionally covered their breasts in uh western culture is because breasts are viewed in some way or other or female breasts are sexually in western civilization and so and they want and the goal is to get that uncovered for that reason and so because of that and how it's it's going for that reason i don't think it would ever be acceptable in western culture like even if even if this took off and they said there now look girls it's the normal proper thing to do to, or it's it's normal and it's not improper to whip your boobs out in public. Uh, other than for the purpose of breastfeeding, I, I I still don't think that that would ever you know that no like it, it, it I still don't think that would ever be okay because it's so ingrained in society that we like these things so much. <clears throat> Just like so it, here's the, mm-hmm. so here's the thing, and this is the reason why I didn't know if we ended up talking about this. This is, interestingly enough, going to be something that we're going to have completely different points of view on. Mm-hmm. So, I actually, when this whole thing, I don't want to say started, but when the whole Free the Nibble thing kind of started gaining traction, mm-hmm. right? When it was becoming more and more popular yeah. of a movement, people started mm-hmm. talking about it more. Because obviously it started out in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. There actually was a documentary about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, a documentary on Free the Nipple. This is just going to be a bunch of nudity for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up and realized it actually does not contain any nudity. I'm like, so this is literally just talking about the thing. Well, I'm willing to watch this because I am extremely curious. I want to mm-hmm. hear the people who actually started it and what the whole thing is. And it is actually incredibly interesting documentary, which most are. Mm-hmm. But while there are people who are fringe and might do the things that you're referring to, which I'm not saying there's not, I haven't met every single person who knows. Mm-hmm. But the people who started all of it came out, first of all, I think like two of the main people were lesbians, if I remember correctly. And they were making the comment saying, clearly, we have no desire to go out here and make men want to look at us lustfully we don't even like men that the first issue <clears throat> is that it's actually illegal 
in nearly everywhere in the United States, it is illegal for a woman to walk around with her top off. Yeah. Now, for, for all of the reasons that you would understand making this become a law, I mean, because of what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's been such a long time viewed as sexual thing that people are like, I'm, we're not going to have a woman walk around with their shirt off because then what's the guy, what's this guy going to do, right? It's not meant to to be mean to women. It's meant to be like, this could be a safety issue for this woman. Mm-hmm. That's obviously why it was started. And so they're start, their first thing is saying the fact that it is illegal for this versus this. Like, obviously, if I go out with my shirt on, people are going to think it's a bit odd in certain places, but no one's going to arrest me. Mm-hmm. So the inverse of that is saying, we find it to be unfair that it's a law in general. They're like, we will most likely never ever choose to do this, but the fact that it's a, it's illegal is extremely unfair. And I'm like, you know what, I, I, I'm a very empathetic person, so whether or not I agree with someone, I do like to see their point of view, and I can completely understand the point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a... a you know, I don't, I don't have a dog in that race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it... I understand the idea of wanting to be like, I don't want, I wouldn't want, if I was the modern feminist movement woman, which I I couldn't be further removed in every area, if I was that person, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to be the case. So I understand where you're coming from. And then the other point of view is something that I found extremely interesting, Uh is that they were saying, what we are fighting against the most here is the core thing that it is sexualized because mm-hmm. we don't want it to be and i'm like that is something i never would have thought of i never would have thought that was the end goal of the people doing all this it's it's everything you're saying is correct you i mean you right now you mm-hmm. about like saying well because it's so deeply sexualized and it's so deeply this um that's the problem but if you have a group of people who their main goal is to desexualize that as a concept, because let's both be honest, it, it it really probably shouldn't be. And there's a reason why it's not in most places. Like I get it. Well, um, and I, I, I can tell you why it, why it is um uh, sexualized in the places where it is, uh, and why it isn't in the places where it isn't. You mean on the front of a woman? Because that's exactly where it's sexualized. <laughs> What in what cultures are where um uh, where uh, women's breasts are viewed sexually uh, as or as sexually attractive, and where and why as a culture in the places where they're not? Because it's something I've looked into. You can see where the places, the basically the places, and and this also explains why, and this also explains why the modern feminist movement wants to remove it from sexualization. Because if you really pay attention to it, um, uh, the feminist movement isn't pro-anything, it's anti-everything. It started off being anti-church and anti-family in the 1880s or 1890s when it got started. Um, uh, uh, and the, the woman who started, actually she made that statement that it, that was the family and the church were the biggest enemies to women. Um, uh, so true. But, um, uh, uh, Stunning and brave, keep going. Yeah. But when you um uh, when you when you look at this, the reason why like anything that is attractive will eventually anything that's attractive about a person will eventually become sexually attractive. That's just how it is. Um, uh, and in Western culture, they saw a woman as a respectful thing, 
uh, or a respectable thing, I guess. And we like, <laughs> and we we like women because we like women and we revere women because women can do the thing that we absolutely cannot do. They can become Cook. mothers. Oh yeah. And like, there's absolutely no way a man can be a mother. It just cannot happen. Um, uh, and so we we want to revere that. And so we see a woman, and then we see the, the and the, the the breasts are a symbol of motherhood, effectively. And we revere that about women, and say, so, hey, look, you're able to do this thing. You know, you you can have babies, and you can feed these babies. And, you know, these, and when you have big ones, I mean, it's, it's not true, but it's a thing. When you have big ones, you have a better supply to feed my children. And you're going to be a great mother, and I respect that about you, and I like that about you. Whereas <laughs> if you go to other, um, uh, other cultures, women are not respected like because I don't know what where where this joke came from that ev- in everywhere else uh, women were revered and put on a pedestal and w- Western culture hates them. There's been no culture in the history of the world that respects women more than Western culture, and that well, even goes by a long shot. And that, by a long shot, yeah. And that even goes to show you in the points of attraction to a woman. You go to other places where women are. Like, the only purpose that you have, whereas instead of respecting you for your ability to be a mother, your only purpose is to be a mother. And then people talk about, hey, look, that, well, of course, and this isn't true either, but it used to be a thing that people talked about. This woman has wide birthing hips, which means she can give birth to many big sons. At the and same so, time. Yes. And so you can you can be, like, and so I can... So you come here, and that's the whole purpose that you have is to pump out kids. And then you have those cultures, and the primary point of attraction is the butt. If you have a large—whereas in Western culture, if you have large breasts, you're more attractive. If In other cultures, if you have a large butt, you're more attractive. And that's actually why um, uh, people thought that the butt has even had so much to do with— um, uh, uh, with um uh with with birth in many many african countries that's the only part of the body that women are required to cover is their butt because you always cover the you know what whatever you think is the whatever you think is the sexual part because that in those in in those uh, certain i forget where but certain african cultures um uh, certain african tribes i guess you'd call them um, uh, cause it's not the whole thing. It's a, it's smaller ones. They, they, they knew sex was a great thing to do, but they didn't think it had anything to do with children. They thought the butt had something to do with children. And so that's why women had to keep their butts covered. Well, kids do come out of the butt. And so, and, and so that's why I am, um, uh, uh, don't believe those people who said it has the, it has other than the fact that they're trying to try. So, uh, so either so either way, either they are telling the truth, and they are trying to remove it uh, from uh, from being considered sexual. Uh, in which case, they are like that. You know, that's you know te- really not good uh, for the reasons I just described, going into long detail. Uh, or they're not telling the truth, which I find just as likely. Um, uh, and the the reason why uh, I find that just as likely. Is you know because you said it was uh, the the main people doing it over there on that section of it were um uh, uh 
uh, <clears throat> uh, we're two lesbian persons. Okay. Yes. Yes, and so it's very unlikely that anything, um, uh, uh, that it, that in, anything started, and 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 you can and you can look at the how culture is going today. And see everything like this. It's extremely unlikely that any movement started by sexually perverse persons is not sexual in nature. I was about to make a joke when you were, gonna, when all... you were about to say, like, like oh, <laughs> anything started by a lesbian. And I was, I was joking and you completely went there. <laughs> there you go. I'm not, I'm, I went there. But no, it's true though. Like, look, 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 look at everything else going on today. <laughs> like, it, it, even the even the stuff that all these people are saying, no, no, it's like it, it stuff with the kids. Like, no, you're no, we're it's not sexual at all. We're not trying to sexually indoctrinate your kids. Anyways, kids, let me teach you how to masturbate. It's like, we, we could not be further off topic right now. Uh, I mean, we're talking about sexual morality. I guess it's true. <laughs> it's just uh, such a big, deep topic. But we do, have to, but we do have to move on though, because we're thirty minutes in. I definitely thought we were going to gloss over this chapter. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's uh, let, let, let's just just get right to the point. Right here. Uh, the Christian rule is either marriage with complete faithfulness to your partner, or else uh, total abstinence. All right. Next chapter. <clears throat> Oh no! I was going to talk about the pork chop thing because it's really interesting. Oh yeah! Oh the pork. Okay, we'll talk about the pork chop thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read the quote, um, and then we'll talk about it really quickly because and, the quote doesn't address this whole thing because it's too long to read. Blah. And then you, you realize get... it's not a pork chop. <laughs> exactly. You can get a large audience together for a strip tease act, and that is to watch a girl undress on the stage. Now, suppose you came to a country where you could fill an entire theater by simply bringing a covered plate to the stage and then slowly lifting the cover so as to let everyone see just before the lights went out that it contained a mutton chop or a bit of bacon. Would you not think that in the country something had gone wrong with the appetite for food? Um, there's, he says a ton about this, and he brings up a lot of backing evidence, and it's all really good, but the the the, um, the, the point he addresses is what the reader would come to automatically. You'd say, oh, well, it's a place where, you know, there's They're no starving. food, and yeah. so people are starving, and, um, you know, there's a problem with that. And he says, well, you should look into seeing, do people eat a lot of food there? Are people getting plenty of food there? Are they eating too much food there? Um, is this because they've had it so much that now... They're uh, they're addicted to it in some way. Is it because of this? And then he goes on to relate that to um, do we do we um, have such a a mindset towards sex as 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 a as a human beings as a culture as whatever it depends because we've had too much because we haven't had any or because we've had it wrong. Um, and this is one of those things where I just wish people would read the chapter because I don't even know that I want to try to sum it up because he just it, he does it so masterfully well. If you have a quote in front of you with a, with a good summary quote, I couldn't think of a summary quote good enough. But um, it's such an interesting thought um, <clears throat> exercise mm -hmm. for me because he just he goes into each of those three things. Is it because we've had too much? Is it because we've had too little? Or is it because we've had it wrong the whole time? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Now I am. Uh... Also, there's something that I don't believe he mentions in here, but it's something worth mentioning. Um, uh, and that is this: going, going back to the, back to the same thing, 
there are like you know there are things that happen that are indicative of a perverted sexual appetite and those same things that are indicative of an already perverted sexual appetite or I will say perverted because perversion typically refers to something else and that's what I'm talking about um uh, so I'll say a corrupted sexual appetite I guess but those things that are indicative of a corrupted sexual appetite in society as a whole if those activities are engaged in by a person with um uh, uh, a person with a normal sexual appetite that will in most cases eventually lead to the corruption of that person's normal sexual appetite and uh, so you're like what on earth are you talking about uh, I'll give the the fantastic example of pornography pornography <clears throat> the fact that pornography exists <clears throat> and is so prevalent shows that the sexual appetite of today's society has been corrupted but then, if you go out and you say, I'm going to watch a bunch of prawn, and you continually do so, that will lead to your currently normal sexual appetite becoming corrupted. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Good times. <clears throat> Good times. Yeah. yeah that it, it's the things that we've come... I've, I, think you, you, I think you and I have now gotten old enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've noticed this, and I would assume you have too, because mm -hmm. we're not that far apart in age. Mm -hmm. We've reached a point in society where things, I think a lot of things have changed positively. I think a lot of things have changed negatively. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed the, the attitude towards pornography is so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's gone from, like, when we were kids, like, everyone knew it was a thing. Mm -hmm. It might come up in conversation randomly, but no one admitted to it, right? Yeah, like no one admitted they were they were that that was a thing that they did. I mean, maybe to like really close friends or something, or maybe like certain individuals. But I mean, it wasn't a wide thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, and, and and I'll and I'll be honest, especially in my late teens, um, that was a pornography was a serious issue for me, mm -hmm. um, very serious issue for me. And and I mean, like, even with that. I never found someone else who was like, yeah, man, totally. I was like, totally like jacking it the other day. No one talks like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no one's saying that. But if mm -hmm. you go now, if I'm now, I'm on Facebook <clears throat> and I'm scrolling through like, you know how like now on Facebook they have like those little short reels of videos of pages that you follow mm -hmm. or whatever. So one of the pages that I follow, this happened to me most recently, and it was one of the more, like, eyebrow-raising, holy crap moments. This has been a while ago, and since then I've seen a lot of examples of this. Mm -hmm. Barstool Sports randomly posts hilarious videos of people getting, I don't know, dunked on or falling over, and it's randomly <laughs> funny. And so, like, every once in a while I'll see a funny video, and the other day I was like, oh, this looks really funny. I clicked on it, and it went to their next thing, and the guys were like, so, we're like, what would you say is your most viewed porn category? And I was like, wait a minute. There's a room full of dudes and mm -hmm. girls broadcasting <clears throat> to the entire world where I can see that, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand people have viewed this where they're discussing which type of pornography they view the most. <clears throat> I was like, wow, it has been, it's so different than 10 years ago. That's mm -hmm. crazy to see how far people have in their minds gone about their about the, the 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 public as a whole 
has become that much more accepting of something like that is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's genuinely mind blowing. I don't, I don't. I may, maybe I'm making a bigger deal of it than it actually is. I don't know. Maybe everyone thought this was normal. I don't know, but I don't think it's very normal. No, I yeah, absolutely not. It's uh, there's not not only is it not normal, it's it's not it, it's not good. Um, <laughs> but no, that's especially when you have especially when mm-hmm. you have, and I've. I've watched a lot of these videos too. Um, I can't remember who puts them out. Um, it started like a Christian organization started these, and then it became a more mainstream publication was doing these things. And now it's come out a lot more. I mean, it, it's been happening for a very long time, but it's been happening a lot more. That um, it's coming out shockingly enough how terrible these places that produce pornographic videos are and the type of people that are running them and the type of things that they're doing. Everyone's like, I can't believe this. I'm like, you can't believe this. You're watching a video of absolutely, re- I mean, like, I mean, it's not like, it's like, oh, this guy was like, yeah, we, uh, someone paid us to have, have sex on, on camera and then people watched it and get, we got money for that. Mm-hmm. Like incredibly <clears throat> insane and sometimes really disgusting mm-hmm. stuff. And people mm-hmm. are like, I can't believe this bad stuff is happening to these women. People aren't respecting these women that are just basically being there to, to, to be stared at while they have sex with someone. I mean, I don't know how it's shocking people that these places are bad. But even with like tons and tons of information mm-hmm. coming out about how terrible these places are, that is happening more and more. We're getting more and more information of how these places are bad and these people are bad. And it's becoming even more and more accepted than it ever was. That, that's what's crazy to me. The, it, it's the rise in popularity and acceptance is perfectly parallel with the rise of us finding out how absolutely terrible it is. That's insane to me. Sorry, that's yeah. a tangent that I get really <clears throat> weird about because it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, we should probably move on. But that blows my mind. Yep. Society, you're bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so it's oh the, the there there is a um. Uh, a tiny quote in here that I'm gonna that that, that I want to give. I turned the page and saw Please it. I do. wanted it. Um, uh, said modern people are always saying sex is nothing to be ashamed of. They may mean two things. They may mean there's nothing to be ashamed of in the fact that the human race reproduces itself in a certain way, nor in the fact that it gives pleasure. And if they mean if they mean that, they are right. Christianity says the thing. Um, uh, it is not the thing nor the pleasure that is the trouble. But of course, when people say sex is nothing to be ashamed of, they may mean the state into which the sexual instinct has now got is nothing to be ashamed of. If they mean that, I think they are wrong. I think it is everything to be ashamed of. Yeah. Which is really kind of what we, you know, we're just going over, but I wanted to have his words on that. The first part, people like to talk about, about um, Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find my. There's a scripture here. I'm trying to find. It's in Hebrews. Give me a second. I have to pull up my Bible app. Mm-hmm. And while you, um, while you're pulling that up, uh, and I th- I think I know the script. Uh, so uh, hold on. I I think I know the scripture. So I'll go ahead and quote it for you. I can quote it too, but I want to read uh, it because I think there's a there's a scripture around it that I can't quote. Okay. But, um. <clears throat> yeah, while while you're looking it up, there's a. I already um, found it. Keep uh, going. Okay. I was say there there was a thing that I was gonna uh, say about this, and uh, what was it? Well, there's a thing that okay, my thing's gonna take a second. So you read your scripture, and then I'll um, uh, I'll, I'll say what I was saying. I'm only gonna read half the scripture. I hate people that do this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, I'll read the whole scripture. I can't stand people who do that. <clears throat> and I am reading KJV. Come mm-hmm. at me. Um, 
<laughs> marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. I'm going to read the rest of it. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled. So that mm-hmm. right there is backing up what he says, and it's mm-hmm. kind of shooting down what a lot of other people say. Like, well, Christianity is this. Like, no, what that means, very bluntly, is like, there's nothing boring <clears throat> about Christian sexuality. It's you, and it's that other person, and God's like, yeah, yep, fair game. Do whatever. Go go nuts. <clears throat> have fun. Yes. <clears throat> have, a, have a great time. Yeah. See... <laughs> Sex being nothing to be ashamed of in and of itself within the bounds of marriage is that that is true, and that's why there's nothing wrong with you and you you and me, with us. Yeah, you and me talking about the um. Uh, I was wondering where you were about to go with that. There's nothing wrong with you and me. Uh, yeah. You know, you, no, us. no, <laughs> no. I I said us because I was making sure me was correct and not I in that case. There's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with us. Or you and me, or really anybody, discussing talking about the concept of sex, where people think, "Oh, sex is nothing to be ashamed of." Why are you talking about it? Because, like, I'm not going to talk about mine and my wife's sex life because it's not anything to be ashamed of, but it is private. <laughs> I have never, and I've never understood. Wow, we're so off. We're getting off on a tangent, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I have never in <clears throat> my life. Don't have to someone be like to me and the wife last night. Never. Mm-hmm. Who in the world thinks that's okay? Like yeah. every time someone starts <clears throat> off with that, I'm just like, stop, stop talking about it. What is wrong with you? If I was ever to say that, it would be a joke <laughs> and something that didn't actually happen last night. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's different. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, if someone is actually about to tell me, mm-hmm. excuse me, they're like, so me and the wife, we were I'm like, no. Absolutely not. What is wrong with you? I'm, I've never understood people that do that. That's so. That's. I don't cringe easily. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I shouldn't say that. I cringe easily. Um, I don't cringe easily about that kind of stuff. Like if I'm talking with my wife about it, then yeah, that's a perfectly normal conversation. The second that's with some random guy, mm-hmm. who thinks that's okay? Sorry, that just bugs me so much. Well, I guess it, it's so. The only time I would, and if it's something that actually happened. <laughs> Would be if there was something legitimately funny that that that, that oh, happened. Yeah. Like, 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 so for for example, there was one time dead in the <laughs> middle of the act that my wife loudly farted, and it was so funny. Well, see, that's, I mean, like people who are saying it to be like, check out this like yeah. really awesome thing. Well, mm-hmm. like one time I pooped. That's different. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I mean, like I'm just glad that I don't know anyone who like to go around who, who, who yeah don't know anyone who likes to go around talking about stuff like that i'm especially glad i didn't go to college with people who like to talk like that <clears throat> Chase. exactly um, exactly uh, yeah exactly <clears throat> that's why <clears throat> by the way that's why i didn't like to hang out with that guy <laughs> there's a grocery list of reasons why i don't like to hang out with that guy but mm-hmm. he was puppy dogging me all the time anyways anyways <clears throat> yeah um uh, so the thing that i was going to yes Oh, no, 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 no. If, you, if you're going to finish your thought, please finish your thought. I'll yes. say it immediately after. Yeah. The thing that I was going to say, I read an article uh, about a week or so ago, and it made me so angry. And here's why. The thing was called um, uh, Seven Reasons, or not Seven Reasons, Seven Ways That the Church Lies to You About Sex. 
and it was <laughs> it was written by by a, a supposedly Christian person. I say supposedly. I'm not going to doubt that he is, but um, uh, just you know, he I'm just saying he says he is a Christian author, and that that's why I say that. But anyways, um, uh, and here's why it made me mad. Not because he was saying, hey, look, the church teaches you this, but you really don't have to do that. You know, it's really, you know, it's not actually how it is. You know, you don't really. Here, the reason why it made me mad is because everything the guy said was technically true, but then worded it in a way that was extremely deceitful. Like, for example, one of the things that he said was um, uh, one of the lies the church teaches you about sex is that if you are not a virgin at the time that you get married, you are damaged goods and not worth as much. And he said, uh, yeah, because, you know, like, you know, yes, that is something you shouldn't have done, but God can forgive anything, and, you know, your future husband should be able to forgive the, you know, the acts of your past, too, because, you know, if God can forgive, so can we. And, yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. You know, if you weren't, a, if I went to, to a, if I went to marry a girl and she hadn't been, uh, as she wasn't a Christian previously, and then did all this stuff and then became a Christian and was forgiven for that, yes, I could forgive those acts as well. But the way the dude worded it in the article, it sure made it seem like, so don't worry about it. You know, if you want to do stuff before you get married to somebody, God will forgive you. It's okay. And it made me so mad. The, the only thing <coughs> I remember, and you remember this too, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, I hate this uh -huh. um, a ton. Mm -hmm. This is borderline combating you here, but it's not really. Uh -huh. it, I hate mm -hmm. the the thing that they used to do at they did it at church. The camps, sucker. They did it at the sucker thing made mm -hmm. me so angry. Mm -hmm. It angered me so much because I can't imagine a quicker way to make a handful of people feel. Like they are a piece of crap. I hated that. Uh -huh. and were you there at the Valentine's Day banquet where I made that preacher mad for that thing? I I don't remember. I was I was the second guy with the sucker one time. Yeah, yeah I think everyone was at once or the third. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah, but but the, for, yeah, but for, for, you finish your thing. I'll tell you what I did because it was funny. So so mm -hmm. I, I I don't remember what you did. Um, so mm -hmm. the, for those of you who don't understand the sucker thing, basically to, to show um, to give an example of either purity or being a virgin until marriage or whatever basically was they they would put three four <laughs> however many dudes in a line mm -hmm. and they would hand a sucker to the first kid they said you know get, give it a good get it in your mouth get a really good taste of that whatever and then hand it to the next guy goes do you do you want some of that and the guy next guy except for sean i'm sure was the point here would, <laughs> would always go no i don't want that that dude's already had that and they'd be like that's what it's like when a girl and I'm like, uh, so what I did one time is I was like the second one in line or the third or whatever. He goes, do you want that? I promptly grabbed the sucker, walked over to a drinking fountain that was nearby, washed the sucker off and put it directly into my mouth. Mm -hmm. And he said, usually we wash in between these things. <laughs> <laughs> and he was very upset mm -hmm. but it made me really angry because like there was at least a handful of people in that room who are going to have like borderline trauma for the rest of their lives of basically like a handful of people looking at them like they were a giant pile of crap mm -hmm. which is not how Christ looks at you children 
and <laughs> then like you just make people that's i get it it gets your point across but like it mm-hmm. made me so mad maybe irrationally so <clears throat> go ahead with your story mm-hmm. so yeah here's I, I was the i was the second guy in the line and so the first guy took it and he you know licked the sucker had all the stuff and they said all right now now you take it okay i got it he said he said would you want to lick that sucker i said yeah sure i took it shoved it in my mouth la 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 and then the next guy said you want it (laughs) which is beautiful Uh, do it for the memes Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, it, it, that that that's a that's a fair way that that way to scare you and say, oh nobody n- nobody wants the non-virgin. That's not too unfair of a way to speak to a bunch of people that you know for a fact are virgins. That is a very unfair way to speak to a crowd where some people may not be. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's different conversations you'd be having with different people, and that is just, like, in a room, this, when it happened to me, it was at a Valentine's Day banquet. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, like, literally in a room where you at least don't, it's like, it was a whole bunch of different churches Mm -hmm. getting their youth groups together. (laughs) You don't know at least 150 people here. You're Mm -hmm. a bit of a jerk. That makes you a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Um, uh, Anyways, hey, we need to pause for me to say something here. Yes. We are never going to finish this book today. Yeah. Hey, I don't care how many parts it takes to get through this through the overarching book. <laughs> you know? That's fine. But I'm just preparing you and me mentally. We were like, we're going to finish book three today. And I just looked at how many more chapters we have to go. And how, like, at this next one, honestly, let's just, we've talked so much about this. I feel like we should just gloss over the next chapter. Mm-hmm. There's one as we thing. Can, and then there's so many good deep chapters after this. Yeah. As I was brushing up last night, there was one specific thing I wanted to talk about in chapter six. Um, uh, and that was, uh, uh, cause this is the, the purpose of or the purpose, the concept of Christian marriage. Um, uh, and I thought that, um, uh, uh, cause, cause I, I was, uh, <clears throat> uh, cause, cause I was, uh, when I was brushing up on this yesterday, um, uh, and they, um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, cause I was brushing up on this yesterday and this thought came to my mind and I, I wanted to mention it, um, uh, cause this is, is very interesting to me. So the marriage, of course, like, you know, it was referred to as being one flesh and um, uh, my mind uh, goes to the Portuguese man of war. Um, uh, the the animal, not the ship. Um, uh, <clears throat> because it's kind of a single organism in a way, but it's also a colony of organisms at the same time. So it's more than one creature while still being one creature. And um uh, and and that so the, the the concept of marriage to me really um uh, uh, really really aligns with that at least a little bit um uh, and then because he mentions here you know the 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 idea of divorce he said you know every Christian at the very least recognizes it as a surgical operation where the organism is split apart and destroyed in some way or other. Uh, and some view it as saying it's not possible to do, not ever do it because it's the total destruction of the organism. 
or some say yeah it's like uh it's it's like you know there are times when it can <coughs> be done but only rarely and you know it has to be qual- very qualified in a very particular way and so on and so on and that to me <clears throat> that goes back to um uh go- goes back to the the concept of sexual purity the only time that we are uh permitted to uh, th- that we as christians are permitted to go through a divorce process is uh, when Jesus said is that with the with the one exception of fornication, and that is so that is when two people are one flesh they cannot be separated. However, if I marry a girl and I say, "Hey, look, I'm married," and it turns out she wasn't who she said she was, and she had already been made one flesh with another man, well, we three can't be one flesh. So I can at that point say, uh, sorry, I'm, you know, th- this isn't the case, and that's the only time that, that divorce is, is acceptable. And so, therefore, any time two people are one flesh, that the, the anytime two people are one flesh, that, that cannot be uh, separated, uh, except, of course, except by, by the natural ending of things, which is death. And that initially, to me, not initially, that immediately, to me, made a parallel to to the the evils of abortion, because yeah, it's, because if you think about this, it's not like like you know, it you could all even there's two separate individuals, the mother and the baby, but you could almost because they're feeding off the same food and you know the same using having the same blood circulating through and everything, you could almost in the same way that you could consider the Portuguese man of war a single organism, uh, you could almost consider while the baby's in there the two of them being one person, and so to forcibly remove and destroy that there's never an acceptable time to forcibly remove and destroy that baby um, uh, until it reaches its natural end which is birth in the same way that there is no acceptable reason to marriage being two people being one there's no reasonable allowable way to um, uh, uh, to uh, uh, to, to end that once that happens, because it it, it can't, you know, it's it's not good and it can't be done. And I got to think about that before. And you know, everyone I can think of, and I'm sure you know someone. Someone someone's gonna know someone say, "Oh, actually, this person is like this." But I would go out on a limb until until I'm proven wrong. This I would go out on a limb and say that everyone views it the way I do, to the extent that everyone who's okay with abortion is okay with divorce and vice versa. To some extent or other, <clears throat> and there you have it. I mean, prop. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a few things. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let your comments just ride. I don't really have a lot of things to piggyback onto that. Yeah. <clears throat> I there's <clears throat> very very quickly mm-hmm. drop a, a, a C.S. Lewis quote or two in here, mm-hmm. um, just because he has some really really good ones in here. Um, this is not a controversial one at all. I think mm-hmm. we've had a few in here that are controversial, but I mean, <laughs> people, <clears throat> one or two. <clears throat> um, the, he uh, he says something in here that is um, also widely talked about by marriage counselors, by, by anyone. Mm-hmm. This isn't a new piece of information, but he's talking about it, and it's good to say. Um, if love is the whole thing, <clears throat> then the promise can add nothing. And if mm-hmm. it adds nothing, then it should not be made. 
Chesterton once pointed out that those who are in love have a natural inclination to bind themselves by promises. Love songs all over the world are full of vows of eternal constancy. A promise must be about things that I can do, about actions no one can promise to go on feeling in a certain way. Knowledge can last, principles can last, habits can last, but feelings come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to pro- I mean, that's just, it's just worth touching on because it's obviously one of the most, it's like the number one marriage council thing mm-hmm. when people are talking about, like, we're having problems. Well, you know, what, just because you don't feel, you know, that's just, it's just worth mentioning because it's such an integral part of, of what he's getting at. Yeah. And see, and, and, and that, that's, there, there's another thing too. Like, at, when I immediately, um uh saw this my mom he said the feeling of being in love will eventually go away and my mind immediately said i don't think so i'm still deeply in love with my wife and then i thought harder about that and i said you know but it's different it it Mm -hmm. it it, it, it is different than when we first got married like because what does it mean to be in love right at the beginning and Mm -hmm. and how is that different to now i'll go ahead and tell you Yes, I I would say I am more in in love with my wife than the than when we first got married and I love her more than when we first got married. But then when you think about, you know, the the uh, the other aspect of it, you know, activities, right? When, when you first get married, your you know, activities may take place two maybe three times a day. <laughs> just certain activities. Yeah, and and and, and what w- you you realize <laughs> when it goes on for a while that changes to, you know, one and no more than four times a week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the people equate um, that infatuation mm-hmm. um, with with <clears throat> love specifically. And it's the reason why you have these people who are like they'll spend like a weekend with someone like I think I'm in love with this person. Like I promise mm-hmm. you, you aren't. Mm-hmm. I promise you you aren't. I have no question in my mind that you aren't because you haven't had the ability to be in love with that person. You you just haven't. You it's 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 not how it works. It's a completely different thing. And mm-hmm. and the after is the 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 long term version is less exciting and twice as useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um hey, I think we have enough time. Uh, the I think we have enough time to hit one more chapter and then finish off next finish off this book next week because the next chapter is is a, a easy fast one to talk it's extremely deep in 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 its thing but as far as just talking about it it should be very easy because the next chapter is forgiveness mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not wrong <clears throat> yeah and so that's you know very uh, I, I think that's that's very easy to talk about like you know um uh uh, you know, Jesus said, "If you do not forgive others, then God will not forgive you." Um, then forgiving others, as He said, deals with loving your neighbor. Of course, your neighbor includes your enemy. Um, uh, but then He also said, "Loving someone doesn't necessarily mean liking them." Um, uh, and then He said, made the statement, and I that I wholeheartedly agree with. And He said, "I have trouble understanding how I could hate everything that a man does." but still go on loving that man. So, but then I realized there was one man I'd been doing this to all my life, and that was myself. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to... That's mm-hmm. the quote I have written down to talk about in this chapter. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. How could you hate what a man did and not hate the man? And later it occurred to me that there was one man to whom I had been doing this all my life, namely myself. Mm-hmm. In fact, the very reason why I hated the things was that I loved the man. 
just mm-hmm. because I love myself, I was sorry to find out I was the sort of man who did those things. That was one of my, uh, it's one of the best um, uh, explanations of the love the sin or hate the sin I probably have ever heard, and I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am, um, uh, uh, I, I think that um, uh, there's one sentence that describes me better than any other sentence in this book, and that is this one right here from the previous page, where it said, do I think well of myself? Think myself a nice chap? Well, I am afraid I sometimes do. And those are no <laughs> doubt my worst moments. <laughs> I, I, for me, this is where that that little introduction there, I don't think he did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, that little sentence you just quoted, and then the thing that I just quoted, is kind of the start of what we're going to see later on as we get through the rest of this book mm-hmm. of of the more in-depth <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, parts of Christianity for him because if you if you when you get into the deep stuff, he starts talking about we're not talking about like oh, here are the Ten Commandments and here's how you continue being a Christian. He gets into the really nitty gritty mm-hmm. of explaining the details <laughs> of how you get through your everyday life, and I feel like that was the first little nudge mm-hmm. towards that. Those sentences right there, those, those little itty bitty inward looks. Um, are, that's his first little bit of it and I really, I liked, in, in my second reading, I kind of, I think I picked up on that a little bit, because he's not technically talking about those things just yet, he's going over the basics before he gets into the deep stuff and uh, this was like the first glimpse he gives you of that mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and then this the, the, the um, uh, and then he goes into saying that, you know, you can forgive a man and still not only push for him to be killed but also kill him yourself while still forgiving him and still loving him and that seems difficult because you know that the (coughs) actions that he does because he said the same thing if you were the person who did those actions then the right thing to do would be to push for yourself to be killed go to someone and say hey i did these things my things are worthy of death kill me um uh, because that is the right thing to do and if you can do that to yourself you can do that to other people and that made me think you and I, um, uh, uh, you and I both know, a, or we knew a man very well, and we, who we recently found out did some terrible, terrible things, and then it was found out he did those terrible things, he killed himself. And mm-hmm. I, w- I was thinking about that man when I was reading this book, because I am, I am glad that he is dead. Because what he did was deserving of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had seen him, it's possible that I would have carried it out myself. But then also, I am very sorry that he did that he did kill himself, and I wished it hadn't have happened that way, because that allows no space for repentance, and even he. I, I wish that even he had 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 that had the opportunity for that, and so that to me that's an example of of you know hating everything he did and desiring that the appropriate punishment be carried out, but then still loving the man because like I said because it's like hey you know the man is dead good he killed himself crap <laughs> I <wish> yeah. That- <laughs> That's a that's a rough example mm-hmm. because of obviously how close it hits to home for you and me without mm-hmm. <clears throat> without doxing anything here, but yeah, it, that, that's a really rough one. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a good example. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah. On that beautiful, <laughs> wonderful note. <laughs> we have to end on a high note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Suicide, everyone. Good night.